This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. La, da, da, da. Hey, Rapper to rewrite history without a pen, no ID on the track, let the story begin. 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 What's going on, DMV? I'm Lanelle Willingham. This is the fan. We're live and local here in the DMV. And if you're not in the DMV, you're tuned in on the Odyssey app, and we appreciate you for it. Big weekend here in our nation's capital as it is Ryan Zimmerman weekend. Plenty. Of festivities going on at Nats Park to honor number 11. Many former Nats in attendance for today's game against the Phillies. And if you're heading out to the game, be sure to get out to the ballpark early. If you got the kiddos, gates open up at 2 o'clock. And as a part of Ryan Zimmerman weekend, the first 10,000 fans in attendance ages 12 and under will receive a free Ryan Zimmerman t-shirt. And starting at 3 o'clock, Right here on the fan, when I get off the air with you, we'll have exclusive coverage of Ryan Zimmerman's jersey retirement. Speaking of the Nats at 2.30, I'll be joined by NBC Sports Washington Nats insider Matt Wyrick. He'll give us the latest from out at the ballpark. Plus, give us a preview of Nats and Phillies. Josiah Gray on the bump this afternoon for D.C. And JoJo playing good baseball as of late. Just uh, two earned runs in his last three starts, 18 punch outs as well. So we hope that Josiah Gray is turning that corner after an up-and-down month of May. But I want to kick things off here reacting to Thursday's closeout game of the NBA Finals. First and foremost, I'd be remiss if I didn't give a huge congratulations to the Golden State Warriors winning their fourth title in the past seven seasons. And Stephen Curry finally capturing that elusive first Finals MVP And in my opinion, really entrenching himself into that conversation. Now that he has finally won this finals MVP, he's now got four championships. So clearly entrenching himself into that greatest of all time conversation. And in my humble opinion, I think he solidified himself as probably the most transcendent player of our generation. Just the way he resonates with the younger audience and his style of play. And it's cancerous almost, man, because now every kid growing up playing on the AAU circuit, even playing out at the park, 
everybody wants to jack threes. And I think Stephen Curry is famous for that. He is definitely instrumental uh, in, the, in the changing of the game and, and really using the three-point line to his advantage. So just shout out Stephen Curry and the Golden State Warriors for that. But on the flip side of things, this is what I really wanted to hit home about. For the Boston Celtics, congratulations to the Boston Celtics as well. A tough ending to a very successful season. 17-5 and record post-All-Star break for the season. What was so impressive uh, about this season for Boston, despite them not closing out with a championship, was just how they even made it to the finals. The way they imposed their will uh, in round one against Brooklyn, showing off that suffocating defense and forcing Kevin Durant, arguably top five player in this league, into one of the worst series of his playoff career. And then after you dismantle Brooklyn, you follow that up, taking out the Greek freak in a seven-game series, another grueling, tough series. And the most impressive part of that series is just how dominant Boston was in game six and seven. Jason Tatum doing it all in game six, 46 points, nine rebounds, four assists. Then after you close out Giannis, the greatest player in the world, you then have to move on to take on the number one team in the Eastern Conference, talking about the Miami Heat, another grueling drag them out, knockdown seven-game series. And the young 24-year-old man, Jason Tatum, special once again in the closeout game on the road in a hostile environment, 26 points, 10 rebounds, six assists. And this is not supposed to be a Jason Tatum love fest. But damn it, I couldn't help myself. I I couldn't help myself. Being on social media Thursday night, it was triggering. It was triggering just to see the amount of hate directed at Jason Tatum. It was was really tough to stomach. Because pretty much every weekend I've gotten on on these airwaves since these playoffs have started and told you how special I think Jason Tatum is. And... Being the big Jason Tatum supporter, supporter that I am, I'm willing to admit it was a rough finals for my boy. It, it definitely was a tough series for him. But don't let his poor performance in these finals take away from anything that this young man accomplished this season. Because like I, like I mentioned, it, it was a special season for him and this Boston Celtics team. And like I said, I'm trying to give Jason Tatum credit for his performance this postseason because he's taking a lot of heat for his performance in this series against Golden State. This young man is 24 years old, just made first-team All-NBA for the first time in his career, coming off a career year. But for some reason, and I say that sarcastically because obviously I know why, a lot of folks are just upset that he came up small in essentially the biggest moment of his career and the season. But not all of it falls on Jason Tatum, in my opinion. You know, the Boston Celtics got killed on the boards in this series. Uh, They did a poor job with spacing on the offensive end. And you saw it really in that game seven while Golden State went on these runs that they went on. You saw Boston just not able to punch back. and. You know, it, it was tough to watch, you know, being being somebody that was rooting for the Celtics. Golden State goes on a 21-0 run. 
was the largest run in the finals in the last 50 years. So just doing some record-breaking things. They end that first half on a 52-25 to run after trailing 14-2 to in that first quarter. But, I mean, Boston as a team, all these numbers I'm reading out to you, those aren't just on Jason Tatum. This was a group failure for Emmy Udoka's squad, uh, in my opinion. You know, we mentioned it, the boards, giving up offensive rebounds, allowing guys like Kevon Looney to kick it out to wide-open shooters for three. Draymond Green coming alive, getting some tap backs uh, in that game seven. And they just did a poor job finding the shooters of Golden State in transition, and that is not a one-man issue. So don't, 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 don't come to me trying to slander Jason Tatum unless you're going to try to slander the entire performance of the Boston Celtics in this series. But I think even though they lost, this season shows you for Boston, look, the Celtics are going to be one of those teams that are going to be in this championship conversation for the foreseeable future. I mean, they have done a really nice job building this roster. Just two guys on the roster, years 30 and older. So it's a young group. And, and, and this front office deserves a lot of credit as well. Their ability to continue to hit doubles and triples on their draft picks to be able to make this roster work out from a financial standpoint. They got a lot of cheap talent on the Boston Celtics, guys that just play hard and, and bought into this culture that Emmy Udoka is trying to build here in year one. That they, Guys bought in right away. And like I said, I think the Boston Celtics are going to be here to stay. I don't think this is a one postseason run. I, I expect the Boston Celtics to be in that championship conversation for the foreseeable future. And yes, Jason Tatum came up small in this specific moment, but he is a young man that just 24 years old whose ceiling, it, there is no ceiling for the young man. If they're going to be here to stay, like, like you say, they have to make a personnel change to where they have a playmaker on the floor. Because in the final three games, it was very obvious that no matter what with Golden State, whether it was Draymond or Steph, they had a guy that could create for others, where especially when they were on that 21-0 run in game six, there was nobody for Boston that could make a play for somebody. Yeah. Like Marcus Smart's a great, uh, not great, he's a good point guard, and you know what he's going to bring on the defensive side, and he can hit some shots, but he doesn't create for other guys. They need a playmaker if they want to really reach their ceiling. And Look, I, I tend to agree with you when you say that, but I don't think it has to come from a personnel change necessarily, Denton. I think guys getting better and improving their game this offseason can only help that. I specifically talking about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. These two young men are, are tremendous, young pieces that are only going to get better. And I think you started to see it really uh, this postseason. Jason Tatum, yes, he's got to get his, but I, I think he has the ability and skill set to be this team's facilitator and floor general. I, I really do. And like like I mentioned, he's just 24 years old, so he's only going to be able to get better. And it was, boy, and I, I love Jason Tatum just as, much as the, just as much as the next man. Andrew Wiggins clamped him. 
I mean, the, to watch what Andrew Wiggins did on the defensive end, specifically in game seven, three or four possessions in a row. And, and it was during that comeback, and, you know, Jalen Brown started deferring to Tatum a little bit in that fourth quarter when he got tired and basically saying, here, you try to go get a bucket. And Andrew Wiggins just having absolutely none of it. It, it was it, it was special to watch uh, from Golden State's perspective as well just to see a guy like Andrew Wiggins, a former number one overall pick, heavily scrutinized throughout his career just because people feeling that he never reached his full potential of what we thought he could be uh, being the number one overall pick. But if Stephen Curry didn't win the finals MVP and didn't have some of those crazy games where he just went ballistic, I definitely think it would have been Andrew Wiggins. I mean, the X factor that that Andrew Wiggins was in this seven-game series, I mean, the stat sheet only shows so much. His on-ball defense, special. His ability to create extra possessions, special. His ability to spot up and hit open jump shots, special when he needed to. His ability to drive and get into the lane at will, special. So the Golden State Warriors are going to be around for a long time. The Boston Celtics are going to be around for a long time. And these teams are just going to have to continue to hit on their draft picks because they got guys under max contracts and Golden State proving it to you. They got some young guns coming back next year. Talking about James Wiseman, you'll get to see more Moses Moody. you get to see a year older Jonathan Kaminga. So as long as these two franchises continue to hit doubles and triples on these draft picks, you will see them in the postseason deep into the month of May and June uh, for the foreseeable future. Speaking of the draft, it's right around the corner, just five days away. As we continue to get closer to the draft, the rumors are going to continue to swirl. What teams, like what prospects, who's looking to move up in the draft, who's looking to trade down in the draft. When we come back, I'll tell you what big-time rumor I've been hearing surrounding our basketball team here in the nation's capital. Yes, your Washington Wizards have been the subject of NBA draft rumors. I'll tell you what's been said. I'll tell you what I'm hearing around the water cooler regarding the Washington Wizards on the other side of this break. Ride with me. Linnell Willingham here with you until 3 o'clock. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted 
Welcome back. I'm Linnell Willingham. This is The Fan. Here with you until 3 o'clock when we'll hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler, the Nats Radio Network, and their coverage of Ryan Zimmerman weekend. Plenty of festivities going on at Nats Park to honor number 11. Many former Nats in attendance for today's game against the Phils. Be sure to get out to the ballpark early if you got the kiddos. Gates open at 2 o'clock, and as part of Ryan Zimmerman weekend, the first 10,000 fans in attendance ages 12 and under will receive a free Ryan Zimmerman jersey t-shirt. And starting at 3 o'clock, right here on The Fan, when I get off the air with you, we'll have exclusive coverage of Ryan Zimmerman's jersey retirement ceremony. But before we took a timeout and went to break, I told you that your Washington Wizards have been the subject of NBA draft rumors. Here's ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski on NBA Countdown discussing the latest regarding the Sacramento Kings and significant interest in their number four overall pick. Uh, Greeny, that number four pick that the Sacramento Kings hold is very much in play. There's a lot. There are a lot of teams uh, trying trying to get deals done with Sacramento so they can move up to select Jaden Ivey. That's teams close to them in the lottery: Detroit, Indiana, who are uh, five and six; the New York Knicks at eleven; Washington Wizards at number ten; and even some teams outside uh, of the lottery. Listen, Sacramento's asking price is going to be significant to move in there. I think they see this as essentially a four-player draft. There's a drop-off after four. Monty McNair, their GM, you can expect him to be on the phones in this next week as we get closer to Thursday's draft. And uh, if they're going to move that pick, I think they expect they're going to get a lot in return. But Jaden Ivey is certainly a point guard that uh, among several teams in the lottery and out would like to get their, uh, you know, who'd like to get at him. You know, they've already talked to Sacramento. Sacramento, they'll continue to do that here. That's ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski on NBA Countdown, and it shocked me. It shocked me. We started to hear rumblings uh, early in the week this past week about the Sacramento Kings, you know, looking to move that pick and the layer of this that's interesting to me that nobody's talking about. I think more so their reason to move this pick is – that the guy that people expect to be there at number four for them, the best player essentially that's that's going to be left on the board, Jaden Ivey, has come out and said as much, I don't want to play for the Sacramento Kings. And hasn't really shown uh, too much excitement at the potential uh, of him going to Sacramento, which makes these trade discussions heat up. Because if you are the Sacramento Kings and – the way your roster is currently constructed and what you're trying to do, you traded for DeMontis Sabonis at the trade deadline a season ago. You've now got a pairing of Sabonis and De'Aaron Fox. Clearly, another ball handler would be you know instrumental for them to add to that nucleus that they have there in Sacramento. Jaden Ivey seems like the perfect fit. So the rumors, it make me scratch my head a little bit just because I don't see where it makes much sense from Sacramento's standpoint to move out of that number four selection when there is a chance for there to be a transcendent talent there on the board, uh, depending on how things shake out. Now, the angle of this that I wanted to touch on with you guys is you heard Adrian Wojnarowski 
say the Washington Wizards were one of the teams in the lower end of the lottery that were looking to move up to acquire that number four overall pick with the thought of selecting a guy like Jaden Ivey. Doesn't make much sense, in my opinion, to hear Washington's name come up in these rumors. And I think it is just that. I'll, I'll be straight up and get out in front of this thing. I think it is just that. Um, talking to some people uh, within the Wizards organization, there is a clear interest uh, from Tommy Shepard in the club in Jaden Ivey. Uh, they, they love the talent. They, they, they view him as a John Morant, Russell Westbrook type of prospect that, that can come in and have an immediate impact. And I think he would fit very well alongside Bradley Beal and make up you know one of the more athletic backcourts in the NBA. But if you're Washington, hell, if you're Sacramento, what assets do the Washington Wizards have that are going to pique your interest enough to move up, to move down six spots if you're Sacramento and Washington on the flip side of it, how much are you willing to give up to move up six spots? And even if you are able to put a package together to move up six spots, how does it affect your long-term future? Uh, you're, you're heading into a very pivotal offseason, as we mentioned, where you're going to have to make a decision whether or not you're going to sign Bradley Beal to a max extension, everything we've heard is that that is the plans of Tommy Shepard and company when free agency opens up in July is that they're going to make a max offer to Brad Beal. And as I mentioned in the previous segment, the best way to accelerate a rebuild when you've got guys on your team that are going to be making max contracts, they're going to be playing under max contracts, is to hit triples and doubles in the NBA draft, a la the Boston Celtics, being able to grab key rotational guys in the draft like Grant Williams, like Peyton Pritchard, Robert Williams, defensive player of the year candidate, was the 27th overall pick. So being able to hit on these guys in the draft and acquiring cheap talent is how is the best way, in my opinion, to build a championship roster. And I think that's what the Washington Wizards have to figure out. What is our goal as an organization and as a franchise? Do we want to be a team that just is okay with making the play-in tournament? Are we a team that is more about trying to... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Tickets and try to, you know, look at things from more of a financial perspective. Because, you know, making the playoffs, you get more money, obviously, if you get a home playoff series. And is that the goal, though? Is that it? Do you just, are you just content with making the playoffs? Or do you want to compete for championships? Obviously, a lot of key decisions to be made this offseason by Wizards GM Tommy Shepard between you know, now and Thursday night, and it's really just the first step of a pivotal offseason here in D.C. We had to take a quick time out, but when we get back, I'll be joined by the host of BetMGM tonight and Wizards insider Quentin Mayo and get his thoughts on this Wizards offseason. He had one of the reports saying that Washington was interested in moving up to the number four selection to potentially select Jaden Ivey. Plus, we'll ask his opinion on some of the rumors surrounding this team as we head into draft week, don't move. Ride with me. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Well, now Willingham here with you on The Fan. With you for about another hour and a half. We'll take you up to 3 o'clock where I'll hand things over to our coverage of Ryan Zimmerman weekend, special edition of Nats on Deck with the usual suspects, Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. Remember, if you plan on getting to the game this afternoon, make sure you get there early. First 10,000 fans in attendance under the age of 12 will receive a free Ryan Zimmerman T-shirt, all a part of this spectacular Ryan Zimmerman weekend. Before I went to break, we were talking about these Washington Wizards and these rumors that we've heard swirling around in our nation's capital ahead of Thursday night's NBA draft. And to join me right now on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, Beat the Books, download the BetQL app today, is Wizards insider Quentin Mayo. He's also the host of BetMGM tonight. Quentin sounds like he's in a damn zoo right now. Hopefully we can, we can, we can improve the connection. I appreciate you giving me some time, bro. Can you hear me? Can, can you hear me? Do I, I sound, I do I sound you. a little clear? You, you sound all right. All right. Give, give a little, give a little, just, uh, pull the curtain back. I know Quentin is out at Banneker right now where Bradley Beal just officially unveiled the new courts there in Banneker. So that's why we got all the background noise right there. A lot of kiddos in there. Yeah, my, my bad, brother. These kids out here, they ain't doing the darn thing, man. All, they, all they're doing is not a crossover. I said, look, all, all they're, they're doing is yelling at them. Yeah, I, that's all I can do is try to motivate the kids. They they they're not showing up. They're not they're not keeping their knees bent, and that's what the issue is with these young kids, man. If they're not coachable, that's the problem. So I'm out here trying to make them coachable, but they don't look at me as the coach. That's the only issue that we're running into. So I appreciate you having me on, brother. Of course, this weekend I try to, of course, I'll make some time for you because I know you grind, man. I watch your work. You grind. You put the work in. So I'm just yes, a sir. part of the process. And I'm a, I'm happy to be here. What's up? Let's talk. Yes, sir. Speaking of processes. Put your GM hat on right now. If you are Tommy Shepard right now, what is your first order of business right now for this Washington Wizards offseason? Obviously, we have the draft coming up Thursday night. 
We heard the rumors swirling about them potentially putting a package together to move up to the number four pick. Elaborate a little bit more on your report on that and how realistic do you think it is that Washington could pull off a deal with Sacramento? Yeah, so I got a call a couple days ago talking to some people that uh, I really trust within the organization. They said, you know, the buzz right now is that, you know, Washington wants number four. They want Jay Nivey. They're trying to get an impact player. We know how good Jay Nivey is. I mean, he's tempted to go top five, top four for a reason. I mean, at Purdue, he he went off. He, and he's, he's, he's always drawing comparisons to John Morant, Russell Westbrook. His mom coaches at Notre Dame. Mom also coached John Morant his rookie year with the Memphis Grizzlies. So, I mean, wow. I think I can understand why you would be a fan of um, Jaden Ivey. And when you look at Washington's situation and you say, okay, well, this is a really important offseason for them for multiple reasons. Number one, of course, you want to see if you can get Bradley Bill to stay in D.C. Um, but also you just continue – you want to continue to improve. You want to you be able to take good strides. And I think the biggest thing is looking at the undrafted free agent or unrestricted free agent market, you say, well, Jalen Brunson is sitting there, but he's probably going to get a real bag. Washington just doesn't have the cap space to give him any money. After that, it's, mm, I don't know, uh, Ricky Rubio, who's probably the next sled. best point guard available. And he's, you know, he's coming off the ACL. And then after that, you got DeLon Wright. So when, that, when you look at the unrestricted free agency, you say, well, I think we can really, really get a game changer in that, um, in that position. And then also spinning things forward, you look at the draft and they have the 10th overall pick. You say, well, we could probably get a fine player at 10. But if, if we're hearing that Jaden Ivey doesn't want to go to the Sacramento, why don't we call Sacramento to see um, – you know, what they're talking about for that pick. So I think they're doing their due diligence, as they should, a little under a week ahead of the draft. In terms of re- realistic, I mean, I think it's possible. I don't know how realistic somebody wanted, to give me, wanted me to give a percentage of, of how likely I think it is. I think they're making offers. I think they're making calls. But I also think Sacramento, this is the time of the year where they're gauging everyone's interest and in trying to peg teams against each other to, to get the value of four up even more. So I have a little faith because I know that this team doesn't often – uh, do things like this. They're not often interested in, in getting a player and trading up in the draft. So that's a, a signal to me that they might be serious about this. But then again, you still have to have things that other teams want. That's the yes. key. And uh, they have a few things, but in comparison to maybe some other teams that I mentioned, like the Knicks, maybe the Pacers, maybe Detroit, you know, those, those assets don't look as great uh, in the light compared to some other teams. It depends on if other teams are willing to trade up for uh, the four as well. And that was my, you know, big question mark when I first heard the report and I first read what you had put out on your Substack. is does Washington have the assets to go up and move to number four? And when you look at it on paper, where obviously the young assets that they have, talking about just young talent for the cheap, Corey Kispert, Denny Avdia, Rui Hachimura, are those the type of pieces that we're talking about, Washington having to give up to move up to number four? Or do you think it could just be a Hall of Draft picks? I think it's, it might be, have to be a combination of both. I know one thing that Sacramento was interested in Kyle Kuzma. So much so, it's, you look at last year, they thought they were getting Kyle Kuzma. They thought they had acquired him. And then, you know, you had the Wizards kind of uh, swoop in and, and make that deal with the Lakers for Kuz and sitting Russell out. So I think you would, you would, have, to get, you would have to start with Kuz um, as a main piece because he's not a young guy on a rookie deal um, like Kispert, like Denny, like Rui, but also he has more experience in the league and has, I think, a little more upside that you can see now opposed to some of the other guys. Um, I think that'd be a start. Also, you, of course, the, the first-round picks, you're going to have to compensate for number four overall. So you're going to have to give some futures. Maybe, maybe if you do Kuz, Denny, and, Denny or Rui and a 
and 10 and then another future pick, that might be enough, dependent upon the market. It really is dependent upon the market and what Sacramento sees, uh, sees right now out there as an option. But if I'm Sacramento, you know, you can play hardball, but you kind of can't because at the end of the day, if a player doesn't want to go to right. your team and play for your team, you're, you're in the worst position there. You want to be wanted, and right now it doesn't seem like Ivy wants to be in Sacktown. Yeah, and they're just as dysfunctional as it gets when it comes to NBA franchises. Uh, joining me right now on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today is Wizards insider Quentin Mayo. Hey, Quentin, I want to flip things over to Bradley Beal and his potential free agency. Obviously, you're very plugged in with the team and with the Beals. From what you've been hearing, is this a foregone conclusion that Bradley Beal is going to sign this max extension once July hits? Uh, I think it's a good chance. I'm here talking to some people now. Uh, I talked to Brad, of course. That's my dog. I talked to some Wizards uh, personnel here uh, this evening as well, or this afternoon. And I think, you know, a lot of people are pretty confident he'll sign. Especially, you know, it's it's, it's hard to put a to rain on a parade like this. I mean, we're talking about is he going to sign in D.C. after 10 years here, and he's just opened up. He just redid Banner right. for Courts on Georgia Ave, right. and now he's uh, opening it up to a, a clinic right now for the youth. So it's not like he doesn't want to be here. I mean, he said that every single opportunity that he's been given. I think the problem that people have is that he hasn't like committed in public to, I am going to sign this contract this off season. And I don't think you really can because of, I don't know, a thing called tampering, but I mean, he's, he also has to keep his options open. I 100%. mean, this is the first time he's been a, he's been a free agent in his entire career. He's been in the league for 10 years. This is his 11th year. He just watched his young bull. He just watched JT, Jason Tatum playing the finals in year five. He was walking JT to school. Like he was, he coached Jason Tatum. So at some point, you, you look over, you see Otto Porter want a ring. You see Gary Payton, the second one a ring. You see Chris Chiosa want a ring. All those guys were former Wizards, former teammates of his. That does have to naturally light a little fuel under your you-know-what to say, man, I, can I win here? So I think he wants right. to win here. I think he's, he's, he's put that on record. If I had to bet, I would bet he stays. Um, but I'm not him. I'm not him. But I would lean to the side that he stays. And also, uh, we can't. You know, maybe glaze over the fact that there's $63 million on the line if he it's stays where he money. goes. Not that it's money is everything for, yeah, for a, a multimillionaire, but there is a little incentive. Like, I've also said this, like, what if he were to, he were to stay, sign that extension, um, and then opt into that Supermax contract, of course, and then give it another couple years. And if in two years it still doesn't work out, the team's not, you know, constantly improving, then, hey, it's been fun. This contract follows me everywhere I go. I just don't feel like I, if I do 12 or 13 years and we still have no, nothing to show for it, then why am I staying? So that, that's, that's where I would lean. I think he does sign it, but we have a lot that's going to go down between now and, of course, uh, the start of free agency. Quentin, from, from the team's perspective, though, right, obviously, like you mentioned, he has been here for 10, 11 years. You're about to give him the, the Supermax extension. What do they feel like the ceiling is for this team with Bradley Beal on the roster? I know – the NBA is a business, and, and a lot of the times, you know, Ted Leonsis and company have been accused of being complacent and not really trying to compete for championships. If you're if, if you're trying to convince Bradley Beal to, to sign here on, on, on a long-term deal, what's the ceiling for this team moving forward with him on this max contract? Because obviously it hurts your flexibility in the free agency market when you got a guy eating up most of your cap space. Oh yeah, for sure. That that's a huge that's a huge question because not only is Brad whatever country he signs going to eat a significant amount of cash, which has been that way for you know as long as he's been a max player, but 
you got Porzingis who just was acquired uh, in that Dallas deal. I'm sorry, DC drivers are crazy out here. That one scared me. My goodness, he must say, not like what I was talking I'm about. about. He must My not God. like the deal. Right, he must not like the deal. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at Porzingis. This is a guy who just came over from Dallas. He's making what 37, like 34, 37. So he's making a good amount of money too. So I think the bigger issue is. Is that a good combination of star power? Porzingis hoping that he's healthy, Brad hoping that he comes back, and then whatever points card that you can acquire, is that enough to make some real noise in the East? I think that's still up to um, anyone to answer, and I think that's the reason why you're hearing their names linked. You know, some of my reporting as well to guys like Malcolm Brogdon or DeJounte Murray or, or Shea Gilgis Alexander, at least kicking the tires on those guys because you need a lot of talent to win. And uh, I think Tommy's at a point where he wants to have a team that he is proud of and no longer just offloading bad contracts. Let's get some contracts on the books that we're proud of with guys that we believe in, and let's make some noise this season. But it's going to take a lot of ifs because right now they've been in a buy-low situation on guys who should be good um, but just haven't been able to stay on the floor. And, Quentin, I'll let you go on this. Another way for, for this Washington Wizards team to improve without going out and spending a lot of money is for some of these young guys in-house to continue to develop and, and just become better basketball players. Obviously a crucial offseason for guys like Denny Avdia, Corey Kispert, and, and Rui Hachimura. If they are on this team uh, come next October when the season rolls around, how big of an impact do you think they're going to be able to make, and who do you look to take the biggest step from this past season to the next season? Ooh, that's a, that's a great question. I will say starting number one, I want to look at Denny Avdia. I mean, this is a guy who played all 82 games last year. I mean, and that, that's not a small feat for any basketball player, let alone a guy like Denny who came off of season-ending leg uh, surgery because he suffered an injury in the, in, the, in the year prior to this one. So, I mean, that's a, that's a huge deal to him. I put this report out a couple weeks ago that he's going to be working with Drew Hanlon. Uh, a lot of guys know him as Mr. Pure Sweat himself. Drew Hanlon works out guys like Jason Tatum, Bradley Beal, Zach Levine, Joel Embiid. Uh, R.J. Barrett, Kelly Oubre, to name a few. So he's going to spend a couple weeks with Drew Hanlon. I would love to see what that does for his ball handling, his left hand, his finishing at the rim, as well as uh, his shooting form. I want to see his jump. I think he's going to take a huge leap. Rui, I just want to see consistency from him. Um, last year, he didn't start the season playing. He was de- dealing with some stuff of his own um, at home. So now you're looking at Rui coming in, uh, and he's been in the practice facility as well already. I think they can take some significant leaps to move themselves out of where the young guys, those are young guys that uh, are, have promised to, oh, those are really good role players, um, and, and those are respectable guys that we can trust to play in any game-type situation. So I think the rookies, they got some good, they don't have like top five talented guys who are going to come out and be superstars, right. but they got solid young guys and role players who, if they grow up and stay in the gym, I mean, you, you, they're not going to be negative, and I think that's the most important is having young guys who can stay on the floor um, throughout the entire season. Well, Quentin, we got the NBA draft coming up on Thursday. Obviously, the Washington Wizards going to be a team to watch as we get set in this offseason, gets ready to kick off starting with the draft on Thursday. I appreciate the time, man. Go help out them damn kids. Man, I'm going to help these kids, <laughs> man. And before I get out of here, I got to say to everybody listening, y'all are, li- y'all are having a host of a radio show right now that knows his freaking stuff, man. I'm, I'm a fan of his. And, of course, we all, especially me, have a soft spot in our heart for guys who started up on the board, doing the dirty work, finally getting little opportunities uh, to, to really let our voice be heard. Everybody knows my background. I was doing the same thing. So, no, you continue to work hard, brother. Anytime you need me, I'm available. Love you, my dog. Have a great show. Yes, sir. Appreciate you. 
That was Wizards insider Quentin Mayo joining us on the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today. And Quentin dropping some nuggets on us. And it's interesting. I was giving him a hard time the other day when I saw him. I said, man, they don't have the assets to trade up to number four. But obviously, as he just laid it out to us, it's not off the table. And this is definitely a move that Wizards general manager Tommy Shepard is 100% interested in making. When we get back on the other side of this break, we'll switch topics here. We'll go to the commanders. How rare is it that we get through almost the whole first hour of a show that I do? We have no commanders talk. Mandatory mini camp wrapped up this week. Terry McLaurin to no show. Plenty of storylines for the Burgundy and Gold. I'll get to those on the other side of this break. Ride with me. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Welcome back. Liddell Willingham here with you for about another hour here on The Fan. We'll take you right up to Ryan Zimmerman's jersey retirement ceremony. Big weekend here in our nation's capital, honoring the greatest player in Washington Nationals history, number 11. Ryan Zimmerman being honored this weekend, and I mentioned it to you, the gate's getting ready to open here. Most of you probably in your car. Run to the gates. Get there early. First 10,000 fans ages 12 and under will receive a free Ryan Zimmerman jersey t-shirt. Definitely something you want to collect for the kiddos. But before we went to break, I started talking about the Washington Commanders a little bit and the busy week that was. Mandatory minicamp wrapped up this week, and it should be quiet on the news front for the most part. Until training camp commences in July, but obviously with this football team, you know better than that. It won't be quiet. Um, Already big-time news uh, coming out since we've woken up this morning. More on Dan Snyder declining the request of the House Oversight Committee to testify uh, at that June 22nd hearing regarding the workplace culture in Washington. All types of Excuses, pretty much, is being made up by Dan Snyder as to why he'll be a no-show uh, on the 22nd. And can you be surprised? I think this is Dan, – Dan is trying his hardest to to drag this thing out. And I was talking to my producer, Denton Day, uh, before before the show started, and I was like, Denton, like, he's going to make them subpoena him, isn't he? And we, and we knew this, and everybody mentioned it. Uh, guys like Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, you know, when this story first came out uh, during the pregame show of the Super Bowl, that, that stuff was getting real uh, as far as the owners becoming frustrated with Dan and just him embarrassing them. <laughs> but we, we knew this thing was going to get real, but we also knew Dan Snyder was not going to go down without a fight. We, we, we knew that 100%. And I think part of him playing hardball with the House Oversight Committee and pretending, I don't even want to call it pretending because I don't think he's going to show up. He's already said as much as his attorney writing a four-page letter to the House Oversight Committee. And basically, the House Oversight Committee called BS on every reason listed in that four-page document. Single-spaced, by the way. That was a great detail that was put out uh, on social media. Four pages, single-spaced. So Can you imagine how much hot garbage is in those four pages now that it's single-spaced? I mean... 
this probably lies out the wazoo. I, have, I haven't taken the time to read the entire four-page document yet because clearly we have better things to do. And there's more pressing matters to talk about when it comes to this football team. There are some major concerns, in my opinion, for the Washington Commanders heading into training camp. When we get back on the other side of this break, I'll tell you my number one concern for the Washington Commanders heading into training camp. You can tap in with me and give me yours as well on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can also tap in with me on Twitter at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. Hell, let's make it steamy takes only. Steamy takes only. You can get at me on Twitter with the hashtag STO. What is your number one concern heading into training camp for the Washington Commanders? I'll give you mine on the other side of this break. We'll take a quick timeout. Don't go anywhere. Lanell Willingham here with you on 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t